we're in a network of relationships. None of us is alone. And I do want to address the, the deep loneliness and the, and the destruction of our social fabric that is currently underway. It's, it's deeply disconcerting. And, and I don't know how we're going to put the pieces back together again, but it's going to take people. And it's going to take people talking to strangers and reaching out on a one-to-one um, and, and learning how to uh, take risks and be kind to one another. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's podcast episode. I'm welcoming fellow Canadian Lorraine Widmer-Carson of Grassroots Gratitude. She's the author of An Ecology of Gratitude, Writing Your Way to What Matters. What I enjoy about my time with Lorraine is that we touch on many different ways to look at gratitude. She talks about her lived experience through her journal writing, which she's done for several decades. We also get into her background in philanthropy She shares that philanthropy to her are practical acts of kindness for the greater good. That's definitely a philosophy that I can get behind. What I love is that we're unexpectedly continuing the theme that we talked about last week, which is that we cannot be grateful and resentful at the same time. By the way, if you missed last week's interview with Dr. Carrie Howells, I recommend skipping back to that one after you've finished this episode with Lorraine because the two episodes fit really well together. One thing I want us to think about as we're listening to these different episodes is that often we hear the theme that it's really important for us to express our gratitude to others. One of the simplest ways to do this is by sending a gratitude card. Right now in my shop at wakeupwithgratitude.com, I'm having a clearance on all cards that I have in stock. These sets of thank you cards feature images that I've taken here on Vancouver Island, some of my favorite sunrises and sunsets, and other beautiful nature cards. You can choose whether you want your cards to be blank inside or have messages of gratitude written inside them already to help you when you're sending your cards. Making a purchase from my shop is one of the ways that you can help support the work that I do on this podcast. And once these cards are gone from the shop, I won't be replacing them as I'm working on new and exciting projects for the shop. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and the work that I do around gratitude. And now let's dive into this episode with Lorraine Widmer-Carson. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Lorraine Widmer-Carson. Hello, my friend. Hello. Hi, Julie. I'm so glad to have you here. It is so wonderful to connect with a fellow Canadian who is very passionate about gratitude. Lorraine is of Grassroots Gratitude, and she is the author of An Ecology of Gratitude, Writing Your Way to What Matters. I love that she has a personal mission and passion, like me, around gratitude. And just to read from her website, Lorraine says her mission is to cultivate kind, optimistic, and positive habits of mind that are grounded in gratitude. You know, I discovered Lorraine through Facebook when she was launching her book. 
And I knew right away that she was someone that I wanted to connect with on the podcast. And in the few short minutes we've actually had to just even meet in person, I noticed right away, Lorraine, that you are looking for gratitude in all the moments, which is exactly the kind of person that I want to share with our community. So Lorraine, I love starting my podcast with a little bit of story time. I'm curious, you know, I see you today as a person who walks and talks and lives gratitude. Is that where you came from? Was that how you were raised? Hi, Julie. Thanks. And I do want to start with gratitude and I want to start by acknowledging these wonderful lands that we're living on. And I'm in Banff National Park, which is a national park, which is part of Treaty 7, which has been lived on pe- with by people for years and years and years and millennia. And I did grow up in a home that was very kind. My mother and father were, my dad was a doctor and my mom was a school teacher, but she devoted her, her life to um, taking care of the kids and making the church run well uh, as a community volunteer, uh, home and school. So I grew up a few years ago, but my, my home was based in kindness. And, and I would always say that I was grateful, but I, I didn't know, um, didn't understand it as the science that has only come to my, my world recently. Yeah, go ahead, continue. I I mean, I I want to actually, what I should just mention is that so many of us that are doing this gratitude work, we came to the science after, Mm -hmm. right? Because we saw and realized and and noticed what it was doing in our own lives and the people we were connected with. And then we start looking for the science, but please go ahead and continue your story. So uh, my story, and then my story um, moved to to Banff. I grew up in Southern Ontario. Mm -hmm. I moved to National Park. I fell in love, had four children, was busy, 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 busy. And in 2005, finally was able to raise my head above the waters of all the, whatever was happening. And I got a job with the local community foundation. And so then my work really did pivot away from home and school and sports and the children's activities into a community-centric point of view and became philanthropic. So, uh, and kindness was the driver. So I still, I still clung to the word kindness. And um, when I left my work for pay job in 2017, I knew I wanted to finally take time to write a book. I knew I wanted to use my lived experience. Mm-hmm. I knew that I'd been keeping my morning journals for over 25 years. I knew I had a, a body of, of words behind me. I would never say it was an accurate reflection of what I was really thinking or what was really going on. It was just a bunch of snippets. And in 2019, I went to on a writing retreat uh, about using your lived experience for writing a book. And I told the editor, you know, you were exposed to people that had more experience and and expertise and support. And I said, I I think I want to write a book. I think I'm going to call it The Ecology of Philanthropy. And she looked at me and she said, well, that sounds rather boring. (laughs) And she left the room. (laughs) So November 2019, there'd been a series of other unfortunate events that had happened, but I was was a little bit um, deflated. But I came home, I accepted the challenge, I hunkered down and I said, I'm really curious what makes some people more philanthropic and what why some people aren't. And I, I think there's great philanthropy in the world, but I don't think all philanthropy is good. I think some people are using it for self-centered purposes. And my, my definition mm-hmm. of philanthropy is practical acts of kindness for the greater common good. And most of us, when we hear the word philanthropy, think I'm talking about money. And that was, mm-hmm. a, so that was a, a hard um, reckoning that 
I'm using a word that people uh, have a, a strong idea about, and mm-hmm. and I I was going to have to spend too much energy changing people's minds. So in December 2019, mm-hmm. I decided I'm going to start the gratitude project. And I actually, I actually registered my name. I, I was at a point where I need to feel, I need to, I need to ground myself in something. So I, I sent off a submission to um, the federal government, <laughs> Innovation Science and Technology, and I said I'm starting the gratitude project, and it's there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then 2020 mm-hmm. came, and and I started to do some research, and I realized how little I re- actually knew about the science. And then I realized that COVID in March has, was hitting. And I knew I had a network of people that were feeling lost and lonesome. And I said, okay, well, I'll start Gratitude Pros Live. So I started a series of Zoom online uh, conversations with friends, mostly people in my contact list. And in fact, I was able to validate the science. What I was reading in positive psychology, I was able to validate in community. I was able to, to say, to, to be convinced that this is actually something that's real. This is actually something worth pursuing and um, and and doing more research on. So then I had some more research to do. And I, I spent 2020 trying to get a first draft going. I didn't get there. But what I did in early 2021 was realize that my real secret sauce, my real entry point was my habit of journaling. Okay. So it was my morning journal uh, practice it always ended in some way with an affirmation or a call to action or a get your act together or a, a list for how to how to get going on that day. But that was actually that's actually been my my leadership tool for over twenty five years as I was trying to to navigate a lot of change. Oh, Lorraine, there's so many wonderful things that from your story that really inspire me and that I want to, you know, dig deeper and have a a further conversation on. I do want to just go back to right at the beginning, your land acknowledgement. Thank you for the reminder. It is, it is something that I'm doing better at remembering on a regular basis. So I'm here on Vancouver Island in Nanaimo on the traditional unceded territory of the Sunanaimu people. And I have so much gratitude that I, I have a beautiful home here. I have the opportunity to be at the ocean and the mountains and the rivers like you. I'm in nature every single day. And I wake up every day with gratitude to have a home and to be here on this unceded territory. So thank you uh, for bringing that back into the conversation. I truly appreciate that. And it's interesting, Lorraine, you know, when you talk about ecology and to me, when I hear the word ecology, I think about our surroundings. I know there's lots of different ways to look at ecology, but for me right away, and I mean, I look at the cover of your book and it's got mountains and trees and all the things that I look at that I'm also very blessed to be surrounded with. So tell me a little bit about that connection to the environment and gratitude. I mean, you do live in one of the most beautiful places in Canada. Your book is An Ecology of Gratitude. You explain the gratitude side. I'm curious about how the ecology side connects back to, you know, your surroundings and where you live. Well, you'll have to read the book. I will. I, <laughs> yes. um, I did. I did um, graduate with a bachelor of science in biology, so I studied huh? biological sciences. Okay. And when when bef- uh, when I was, I had been introduced to Banff, but my actually, I would have, I would have become a limnologist, so that's studying freshwater ecosystems, lake ecosystems. Okay. And I went to Finland, and I and it's in the book, and I, I studied 
ecology of lakes and streams. And it's been a, um, a word, essentially it means energy transfer and relationships. And so I'm using a, a simple term of ecology, but absolutely it's the ecology that we find ourselves in our natural ecosystem, but there's also our, our social ecosystem. Mm-hmm. There's our emotional ecosystem. So I play with um, the word ecosystem in the book in ways that are um, hopefully accessible. And, and I think basically try to help you understand that we're, we're in a network of relationships. None of us is alone. And I do want to address the, the deep loneliness and the, and the destruction of our social fabric that is currently underway. It's, it's deeply disconcerting. And, and I don't know how we're going to put the pieces back together again, but it's going to take people. And it's going to take people talking to strangers and reaching out on a one-to-one um, and, and learning how to uh, take risks and be kind to one another. So there's a there's a huge it's just a and obviously our the air we breathe the water we drink the food we eat it's we are I I had no idea that we didn't realize how connected we are to the land and of course our First Nations ancestors and our and our our forebearers our mothers our fathers it, it's it's irrefutable yes absolutely. <laughs> I just, I do think that's so important, that connection to the land and bringing that back. And, you know, a lot of things that I'm learning to be more aware of is, you know, reconnecting and understanding how Indigenous peoples really took care of our lands that we are on for millennia before we got here and allowing that gratitude and having, I think just as settlers, you know, being able to have gratitude for where we live and, knowing that it it is such a privilege that we live in Canada. And, you know, you were saying about relationships right now. Yeah, it's a tough time. It is a tough time, you know, set along the way that we've been in a global pandemic now for, we're coming on two years. We're recording this in February of 2022, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve and, and, and March, 2020, which those of us who've studied any science and epidemiology, we pro- we knew that that wasn't going to happen. And um, I have a background in, in science as well. So I, I totally get that. And, you know, we're here two years later and not only have our relationships changed, some of us, our relationships have changed for good and they will not necessarily ever go back. And I think the part that you said that I'm really looking for is reaching out to new people with kindness and creating connections with people in a kind way and figuring out how to lead that way in relationships. Now you have talked about gratitude and relationships and how that works together. So how do you see gratitude fitting into the relationships? Maybe that we're repairing or we're building or we're trying to create. I, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so during my research, and I have had a values, in, in 1994, I went to um, educational values uh, workshops in Victoria on Vancouver Island. And, I, and it's, a, it's a magical, wonderful place. And the wind and the sea and the conjunction of air and beauty is just remarkable. Values are very important to me. And one of the um, websites and, and bodies of work that I discovered was called Values in Action. It's the VIA Institute. And they have separated out 24 character strengths. And in that listing, uh, kindness is a character strength. 
gratitude is a character strength. Appreciation of beauty and excellence is a character strength. Hope, humor, spirituality, these are strengths. And and I would say in my working career, I, I knew that I was motivated by kindness, but I also knew that people dismissed me as the uh, the soft soft heart. That I would be, you know, I'd, oh, she'd just give all the money away. As a community grant maker, that was part of our job. Is and you wanted to give money away, but you wanted to give it away for good purposes sure. to responsible stewards, to people that knew what they were doing. I, I didn't want to just waste it. I wanted it to make a difference. But um, to see these twenty four strengths. As this is what makes us up, and if you if you care to learn more about it, I'm I read the book. <laughs> I I do go into it a little bit further, yeah. but these virtues of transcendence. When and I think we I think we've got we've got ways that help us connect to the larger universe. That's where gratitude is. Kindness is a strength that can help you in one on one relationships, along with love and social intelligence. So I think my I think my community my community work and my morning journal reflections helped me with my social um, empathy buttons. I, I could understand people better, but there were still a lot of burrs in my brain. There was still a lot of resentment, and what I'm now realizing is that I think the anger, the frustration, the resentments, the uh, grit and uh, gurs that are happening on the street. Um, you can't be resentful and grateful at the same time. There's right. the opposite sense, um, ends of the same string. And and I and I was fascinated by this pen, pendulum swing and emo diversity, the idea that we do have an ecosystem of emotions. And in fact, the more healthy person is the person who has been able to explore the range of, of uh, emotions. It's like a, a diverse ecosystem. It's, it's, it's better if you know what great beauty is, because then you'll recognize great uh, ugliness. Yeah. It's better if you know what solid resentment looks like, because then you'll understand that gratitude feels much more life-affirming, positive, uplifting, hopeful, the kind of home you want to raise your children in and bring your grandchildren into and, and seven generations into the future. What you said there about, you know, the ecosystem of our emotions, I think is really critical to understand. And I also, you mentioned just for a moment there very briefly, you know, you're the soft hearted one because you lead with kindness and gratitude. And I think that sometimes, you know, I sometimes get that too. It's like, you know, because I'm so grateful all the time, like everything must always be good. And I'm always in gratitude because that's what I show. That's what I do my best to show up with and on social media and in public. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. Friends, do you ever wish that you had a way to be reminded to be grateful every day? I know that I need daily reminders to practice gratitude. And so what I've done to help myself and you remember to be grateful every day is I've started sharing daily gratitude reminders on my Instagram account. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me at Julie C.M. Boyer. That's J-U-L-I-E-C-M like Mary, B-O-Y-E-R. Or you can search Wake Up With Gratitude to find me on Instagram. I do have a second account where I share my photography, and you're welcome to follow me there as well. However, the daily gratitude prompts will be shared on my main account every day. 
I know that it helps me if I see a visual reminder to be grateful every day. So I'm using the photos that I've taken all over Vancouver Island and using them as a backdrop for my words of gratitude. I'd love to see you over on Instagram. Let's get back to the podcast episode. And other times I try to be as authentic as I can, that I'm in a difficult place with my emotions as well. And I'm experiencing these emotions as well. And at the same time, I'm looking for gratitude. So that doesn't mean that I don't feel resentful and that I'm not angry or frustrated or sad and grieving, especially, you know, at the, I mean, there's a lot of grief going around. There's a lot of losses that we've all experienced at a different level right now. And at the same time, I look for gratitude all the time. And I, I don't think it's like, just in my opinion, it's not like I'm sad for this. And then I'm looking for the opposite. It's like, I'm, I'm grieving this here and I'm sad for this loss here. And then where is gratitude in my life right now? Is there something I can find that I can be grateful for? And then I can start to shift my energy and go in that direction. So that's sort of where I see the, like the breadth of emotions. Do you find that too? It's like you show up in one way and people, you know, assume that that's just how you always feel. (laughs) Well, short answer is yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, you have an identity. But I, I um, in my book, I do, I do, and it was absolutely astounding to me to realize that grief and gratitude occupy kind of the same space in your heart. Yes. When the corkscrew yes. of anger and frustration and disappointment and loss is wedged deep in, I think the best way to try to help yourself move past that sadness is to say, okay, What's going well? Who could I call? What can I count on? What might help me get out of the funk? Because to stay down in that moment of or that place of deep despair is is not a healthy way to live. It's not going to it's not going to um, connect you to the greater beauty of life. And and gratitude practices for people who are feeling suicidal, who are ultra depressed, who are so lost and lonely and alienated, it might be a really hard sell for them. But um, it is shown; it's scientifically proven to show, to help people move into a place that is a is a is a healthier spot for their emotional well being. Yeah, there's science definitely behind um, the you know writing down things that we're grateful for and doing that and comparing it to just writing as opposed. So there's a difference in you know the the science has shown that there's a difference in just writing. And then writing what you're grateful for over time, it does actually improve your mood. You though talk about both because you do journaling and you do a gratitude journaling practice or a gratitude writing practice. Can you explain to me the difference between these two things? Well, I, again, I'm a bit of a social experiment. I didn't realize what I was doing when I okay. started my gratitude project. Or my sorry, my journal writing, my morning, my morning papers. It was 1993 or four. I was a busy mom. I was a blocked creative. Um, and I followed the Julia Cameron, the artist's way. It was a, oh, wow. okay, it was yes. a 12 week and it was based on a, yeah. a recovery program. Uh, but that was my entry point. And, oh, and cool. I've revisited it a few times and I've seen her speak in person. And, and I think that was a great starting point. So it, in that model, in that formula is you get up, you, you don't, I mean, we didn't have cell phones in the day, but you don't do anything other than you can make your you can make a cup of coffee, but you get yourself to your desk in your pajamas, and it's kind of that transition time before you're fully awake. And that's still I do that. I get up, I make my coffee. I 
I don't rush to my desk, but I am curious. I, and when I was writing the book, I, that's I wouldn't wake up with gratitude mm. as my thinking. I woke up with the idea, I wonder what I'm going to discover today. I woke up with a curiosity. So my journal has been my place, my incubator of ideas. And there have been times when I have ranted, and I know lots of people who have written, you're supposed to write three pages. I know people who have written three pages of swear words. They were just so angry, so frustrated. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know, I think it was probably cathartic a little bit, but it didn't, yes. didn't move them fully forward. But right. if that's where you are, that's where you are. And that's, you got to honor that feeling. It's if you're in the deep depths of, of resentment and feeling um, misunderstood and disappointed and hurt, then go with it. It's there. It's real. So, so my journal practice was absolutely a, a a reflection tool, but it was also a, a life affirming tool for me. It was always, I always came out with um, motivation to get on with the day. And I was, I, in my research, found that gratitude is a pro social motivator. And that to me was the key. How to use our gratitude. And I know other, other people talk about, so you, you feel grateful, great. And then you uh, try to unpack your why and, uh, mm-hmm. of, of the gratitude. Why does, why does that feel good for me? Yeah. And and mine is just slightly different. It's okay. So something good has happened. That feels wonderful. I, I let brighten my spirits because I, my spirits were down. Whatever that is, but it's. I wonder what had to happen for me for that gratitude to come to me. Like mm-hmm. somebody had to pick up the phone. I had to walk up. I had to walk down the street and see that person. I I had to. I had to show up in some way. I had to go out and look at for the sunshine. I had to talk to that person to understand that we have this connection. So it's a, it's what's my role? How did it come to me? And, and how might I pay that forward? How does this, how do I keep it going? How do I keep the juggling balls in the air? Wow. That I am pausing for a moment to try and really understand and, and listen to the words that you just shared about how you come to your gratitude so can you actually, can you just say that one more time? Because this is really interesting and not something I've thought of before. So you mentioned that, you know, some people, they look at the, why am I grateful for this? But you go from the other direction. So explain that again for me. Well, I, I'll explain it in terms of my book, in terms sure. of where do you find my book on the bookshelf? And and the kind of obvious place was self-help. But I resented, I resisted that title. I wanted it to be in the help others section of the book. Yes. I wanted it to be in a social context. I wanted it to become, be seen as a personal growth and leadership tool, a place, whether you're a leader of, of your family or of your sports team or of your, we all have leadership roles. We all, we all have places where we're ahead of somebody, we're behind others, but we're, we're on the ladder of life. And that your gratitude, you can always give somebody a little bit of a, a coax from urging from behind and you give somebody a nudge from ahead and, and um, we're in this ecosystem of, of relationships. And I think in, in the final pages of my book, I go back to limnology. I go back to the, the idea that the sediments of the lake, the interface between the water and the earth, and there's a lot of muck there. There's sometimes a lot of toxic um, waste and sometimes there's too much of an organic load. And, and depending on the health of your lake, you can process that easily or not that easily, depending on the, the depth of your sediments. If you need to go deeper and deeper and deeper, at some point, you're going to come to the right bacteria that can break it down and help you see if, with patience and humility that 
there's brightness in here. There's light up above, there's darkness below. And, and gratitude is, it's this amazing connection. And as Seligman, the, you know, the father of, of positive psychology, gratitude is the rhizome that connects humanity. And I know I've heard other guests on your show talk about this interconnection and, um, and the gratitude letter is, is the most profound activity that you can do. And doing it in my, in my way, in my book, I, I, I encourage a really thoughtful and contemplative. You can do it quickly. And, mm-hmm. and, and Gratitude 101 is perfect. It's great. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's way better than Resentment 5,000. But a little bit of gratitude is great. But I, 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 do, I do encourage um, a deeper reflection. And, um, and I, I encourage trait gratitude as opposed to state gratitude. And that's a that takes that takes more practice, mm. but it's worth getting there. It, and it it takes time, and it probably takes some maturity and growing old, and whiskers on your chin. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I I like what you said there about trait versus state of gratitude, and yeah, I do actually feel like in my own life I've had that shift probably in the past year or so, where I was just constantly working to be in the state of gratitude, but now. I am grateful and that I really am grateful. And is is this the way that I lead my life? I remember, you know, praying one time, I remember I had this prayer that was, you know, what, what if my life, what if I went through my day and my life being grateful? Like, what if that's just how I was? I prayed for that, you know, and now it is. Doesn't mean that I don't have bad times, bad moments, things don't come to me, but in general, my I am grateful, right? That's part of just my fabric. You, yeah, you can get yourself there. Yeah. Yes, I can get myself. That's <laughs> you can right. Work your way back. It, I can you, get back. You may be down in the sediments. You may be stuck in some toxic yeah. something sludge, and it doesn't bring out the best in you. And you know that, but that's where you are right now. And I think COVID has done that to us as a as a countryside. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious that in the beginning we seemed to be ready to glue together and figure out how to do this together. And then we were told how to do it together and we fractured because we didn't want to be told to do that. <laughs> I'll do right. this, but I won't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So we, went, I, we, went, we went to the pick a mix. Oh, so. goodness. You know, my I still go back to the blog I wrote in April of 2020, which was called a tsunami of gratitude, where I wrote about all the ways that we were expressing our gratitude. And it was so beautiful to see. And then I left it with a caveat, which was, I would love for this to continue. I would love for our world to really continue with this kind of gratitude. And, you know, we know where we are today. But speaking of grassroots gratitude, you, my friend, are leading a movement. You are part of grassroots gratitude. Tell me about what does this look like and how do we help you to grow this movement? You have an amazing book that we can learn and we can study from, but tell me, you know, what ways you're looking for us. You know, we're here, you're talking to people who a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are already practicing gratitude. So when you talk about your movement, tell us how we can be of service, how we can help. Well, thanks. It's, it's, it's a dream. And, and maybe interestingly enough, maybe the the rest of the world has gone on without me. I, I, uh, I spent two years writing my book and I kind of went, I had to hunker down. I had to disconnect. I do think, I think it's at the community level. I think it's at the local level that we're going to have some tremendous success. So my current goals, if I can move to those, I want to sell, my first mini goal is to sell 500 books. I'm 80% of the way there. So buying a book is, 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 
Fantastic. That's what That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> the second goal is um, to develop a community of subscribers to my, my blog. I, I have been writing in the local newspaper and that column has ended for a, for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. But I am, I still write a monthly um, uh, missive uh, newsletter. And by subscribing to my blog, that's my f- next goal is to have that number at 150. And 150 sounds very achievable, but we're all so busy and there's so much light, uh, noise. And I don't want to contribute to the cacophony I want to be I want to be thought I want people to be thoughtful and be able to open my newsletter so I I I have this number 150 which is the Dunbar number it's the number at which you can um Al Gore would only have a have a a manufacturing plant with 150 people because beyond 150 there are too many relationships to manage so if we had 150 meaningful engaged people then my my lot in life is to be part of the rescue team. I, I, I don't want to be, I want to help the helpers. I want to help people like you who are in the front line. You're younger, you're more energetic. You've got, how do I, how do I lift you up? How do I put wind into your sails? And, and that's where I am in life. It's, it's not about me leading the band, but I, I do have, I do have um, a little bit of a talent with convening people and convening groups. And I will be running, I haven't designed them yet, but I will be running workshops, probably in groups of 15, probably Mm -hmm. live with me in the room, in the Zoom. And Mm -hmm. I am amazed at the trust that this technology has been able to and the intimacy and the level of the conversation. When we convene the conversation around gratitude, there's something magical that happens. And and we're not directly solving the problems, but we are working in the same direction uh, to make the world a a better place. So so buying the book, signing up for my website, and and I guess on my website, when when I'm ready to make the announcement, if anybody wanted to join one of my Zoom... um, workshops I, I i'm designing them but i'm i'm thinking i'm going to start with journaling 101 yeah. i'm thinking i'm going to start with the basics of how i've learned to journal and the many benefits and i know i know there are people that like bullet journaling i know there are people that are very practical in their journaling and my kind of journaling is uh reflective it's life affirming it helps me get organized it just helps it's a bit of a distraction from whatever is going on and and somebody gave me the term recently, the cocktail party that's going on in your head. It just helps to, okay, so who all's in my head right now? Right. Who gets a chance to stay? Who am I going to send away? And I do have a chapter in my in my book about the saboteurs and the, the voices that um, show up. And some of them, we have to grow up and say that, you know, thanks for yep. visiting. Bye. You're gone. <laughs> Kick him to the curb. Yeah, so Lorraine, exactly. um, then where is the best place to find all of these resources? So my website is okay. grassrootsgratitude.ca. Okay. Grassrootsgratitude.ca. And all one word. All uh, The CA is very important. Um, yes. And yeah, grassrootsgratitude.ca. Perfect. So that's the place where we can find your book. We can sign up for your uh, your musings, your uh, your subscription newsletter. We can also read your blog on that site as well. There's a few other little interviews and things. And I know you're on social media. We'll make sure that all those links are there, and you know, share this interview with uh, our greater community beyond the podcast listeners, or maybe some of you are finding us for the first time. And if that's you, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so grateful that you had the chance to listen to Lorraine share her wisdom 
about gratitude, the ecology of gratitude, and just so many ways that gratitude can really just be a thread throughout our lives and and bring us all together. So Lorraine, I just want to say thank you so, so much uh, for connecting with me today. I truly appreciate you and um, yeah, I'm grateful you're here. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And hello to everybody out in the ecosphere of uh, technological Zoomland. All right. Thanks so much, Lorraine. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.